Hey everyone, welcome to Direct Democracy Radio Podcast Edition on this lovely day of September 18th, 2018. And today's topic, of course, is about tyranny of the majority and arguments against direct democracy. Now, for those of you who don't know who I am, I do run a few groups and pages on Facebook, one in particular that seems to be the flagship, and that is Advocates for Direct Democracy. Now, uh, when I'm on Facebook and I'm trying to uh, educate and um, uh, explain to people on the merits and the urgency of uh, why we need to implement a direct democracy, I'm met with a lot of resistance, especially from my American friends who believe the word democracy in itself is essentially a tyranny. Now, for those of you who don't know what direct democracy is, it's essentially a political system. It's not left. It's not right. It's just a system that allows the citizens to exercise their democratic rights. And in order for a a referendum to be passed, you essentially need a 51% usually to either pass a referendum or not to pass a referendum. So essentially that's where the Americans get a little standoffish when you mention the word democracy. Uh, Now, of course, they have been taught by the founding fathers who, of course, created the Constitution that a democracy is essentially two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. Okay, now um, let's get into some of the arguments that I hear uh, that they use uh, against uh, direct democracy. One being mob rule. Um, now, if you look up the actual definition of what mob rule is, it's essentially the control of a political situation by those outside the conventional or lawful realm, typically involving violence and intimidation. Um, now, mob rule is a small group of people uh, that basically dictate to the rest and they use uh, violence to enforce. Uh, their rule. Now, a direct democracy, I'm sure, would have a constitution in place that would protect people from uh, from violence. And actually, if you were to commit violence, um, I'm sure that you would be locked up um, really fast. So again, that is not even remotely close to what a direct democracy is. It's essentially the consensus of the majority that move uh, the referendum forward uh, or don't move it at all. Now, here's another one that really uh, I'm, I'm really met with all the time. Like I was mentioning, the topic of the podcast is tyranny of the majority. And um, if you look up the word tyranny in itself, it's uh, basically cruel and oppressive government or rule. Now, you do realize that direct democracy is a democracy. Uh, so, uh, in which it makes it better than a representative democracy because you let the people uh, basically get involved directly into into the policies and into making the policies. Uh, where tyranny is something totally the opposite. You, I mean, the people, the citizens would have absolutely zero say and would have to be at the whim of the dictatorial government. So again, tyranny and direct democracy have nothing to do with each other. And in fact, when the majority in a direct democracy vote, it's actually the consensus because nobody's holding a gun over a citizen's head uh, to basically dictate or tell them how they're supposed to vote. That's not how a direct democracy works. Now, again, when I talk to a lot of people about direct democracy, um, they keep mentioning... Uh, the philosopher Socrates or Plato. 
Now, Plato and Socrates had some major concerns about democracy, and they sort of kind of felt the same way as the Founding Fathers. Um, now, Plato in particular, who was from Athens, was an aristocrat. So basically, he came from a very wealthy, well-to-do family, believed that 51% ruled over 49%, then in fact, that was not a democracy. So essentially, you would be at the whim of the 51%. So um, that in itself is a little bit reaching, but I'll try to explain a little bit later. Uh, now, the argument people make is that direct democracy and Athenian democracy are the same, which in fact, they're not. Now, if you uh, go back to the history books and you research on Athenian democracy, you'll notice that 80% of the population were excluded from voting uh, on policies directly. Now, out of the 80%, those happen to be women and, of course, slaves. So they have absolutely no right in a so-called democracy. Now, the ones that were allowed to vote, which was the 20%, uh, were essentially rich landowners and, of course, military personnel. And, of course, they had direct say on all policies. So again, uh, to call it a democracy, let alone a direct democracy, is totally false. And essentially what it was is what it is now, and it's a plutocracy. Uh, so it's basically controlled by the rich. Um, so again, that's another argument that people like to use, uh, but, uh, so, but really they haven't done their due diligence to research it properly. So uh, we can't compare the two because they're totally uh, polar opposites.